You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW Original Podcast. It is Philly's Spring Training Week. Pitchers and catchers report this week. They start workouts this week. It's one of the best times of the year, especially for everybody who loves baseball. I know Ruben Amara Jr. loves baseball, and he's gracious enough to give a Phillies uh, spring training preview this morning. Ruben, it's good to see you. We haven't spoke since last season ended uh, disappointingly for the Phillies, that late collapse. But uh, I'm curious for your thoughts on their offseason um, after everything that's happened, happened. Yeah, I mean, obviously they made the big change with uh, Dave Dombrowski taking over. Uh, and Sandfold, uh, I guess, as one of his, uh, um, one of the guys to support him as a GM. I think um, I think that they've done some uh, some decent things. I think the uh, the, the fact that um, you know they had to bolster up their bullpen, obviously, and they have they had to bolster their their rotation. I'm not sure if they did it to the point where they are uh, would be considered championship contenders, uh, but certainly bringing back JT and DD uh, uh, certainly helped them in that regard. I think that, um, you know, pitching was really the big issue. And obviously the bullpen was uh, something that was, you know, a, a real difficulty for them last year. Um, I think they addressed it in some, in some regards. You'll see that Connor Brogdon is going to be a guy um, that they're going to be counting on. I think that I really like the things that I saw from him at the end of the year. Um, Archie Bradley, uh, the addition of Archie Bradley, Jose Alvarado, uh, possibly Brandon Kinsler as a, a non-roster uh, invitee. Um, all of those players will uh, certainly, I think, add to their bullpen. Whether or not it's, it is a lockdown type of a bullpen will certainly be a que- it's a question. Um, they did add some starting pitching depth behind Eflin and Wheeler uh, and Nola in, in adding guys like Chase Anderson and Matt Moore. Um, I think those were pretty essential pieces that they needed to to uh, to provide for the uh, overall pitching depth. Um, but you know the question marks, and, and you know Alec Bohm is going to be there for the entire season. So that's those are all uh, improvements. I think whether or not they've gotten to the point where they're able to contend with the Atlanta Braves and the Washington Nationals, and, and obviously the Mets, who have done some some serious damage this off season, is a is a question. Definitely going to want to hear your prediction for the NL East uh, before this conversation is up. Um, when, the last time we spoke, you really highlighted how they had to improve pitching, obviously in the bullpen and the rotation. You just mentioned who they added. Uh, but Didi and JT are back. How surprised or not surprised are you that Dave Dombrowski and the Phillies were able to bring both those players back? I'm not that surprised. Uh, I think it was important for them to at least uh, maintain uh, their – um, their consistency, particularly in the middle of the field. Uh, I am a little surprised and, you know, the off is not quite over yet uh, because uh, there are some, some days yet for, for spring training and for opening day. But I think 
um, you know, and it's in a constant, you know, it's a little constant work that uh, Dave uh, Dombrowski will continue to do, I think. But um, I'm a little surprised that they did not add to the center field situation. Uh, yeah, Adam Hazley is, and, um, uh, you know, the question about whether or not um, Odubel Herrera will get another opportunity to be in center field, those, those are certainly uh, question marks for me. But, um, but it'll be interesting, you know, Kingery may be put in a position to be playing more center field and that may be, you know, some combination of some of those guys will be something that, uh, they would have to absolutely have to consider. Um, and obviously Roman Quinn is part of that mix, but, um, you know, it was important for them to continue to have strength up the middle and being able to put, um, you know, the best catcher in baseball behind the plate is certainly a key. And, and anytime you can do that, uh, it puts you in a very good position to have some success. Joe Girardi, during the, the, the Phillies press conference last week for DD mentioned that Kingery, Hazley, and Roman Quinn right now seem to be the ones competing for center field. Uh, Dave Dombrowski said they still have to make decisions about Aldubel Herrera's situation. How do you see the center field competition playing out? Yeah, right now I would say because I think they, they, they really do need a left-handed bat to add to that lineup, I think Hazley's going to probably have the upper hand at this stage of the game, um, and he may be in a platoon situation with Kingery. I did not um, see Roman Quinn step up the way I, I thought he would uh, last year, um, and he has suffered from a lot of injury issues, and, and that, that's been a question mark, so you can't necessarily count on him. Um, there is a pretty key um, – center fielder that's out there on the free agent market and Jackie Bradley Jr., who I think would be an excellent fit for the club. Um, I don't spend those dollars. They're not my dollars to spend. Um, and I don't make those decisions, thankfully, anymore. But uh, but he'd certainly be a great addition to the club. And I think that would, that would uh, elevate them to more of a contender in my uh, estimation, just because he has he's so dynamic in the outfield and he adds that extra left-handed bat that you would need in the lineup that I think would probably be a little bit better than where, where you are uh, offensively with Adam Hazley. Dave Dombrowski is the guy making those decisions, one of the guys making those decisions at the top. Uh, you were with the Red Sox when he was there. Jackie Bradley Jr. was with the Red Sox, obviously, when he was there. Uh, being uh, Given your connection to Dave Dombrowski, what, uh, what insight do you have on Dombrowski that maybe Phillies fans don't know about? I think, you know, the thing that, the, you know, I guess he's got a little bit of a bad rap as one of those guys that just looks to um, to today and not for tomorrow. You know, Dave Dombrowski has a breadth of knowledge and experience of doing a lot of different things in the game at a dip, many different levels in his organization. He's brought, you know, he's brought championships to, to, to Miami and, and to Boston, but um, at Florida and in Boston. But I think uh, what people do not know is that he worked through, um, you know, being with the White Sox and being, you know, with the Marlins early and turning them into the, the contender they they were. And then he also was part of the rebuild there as well. So he's done a lot of rebuilding and he's also done a lot of um, he's had a lot of success building. And uh, obviously with the Detroit Tigers uh, doing a, a variety of things, building that organization to the point where it uh, became successful. And so. Uh, he he's he's been on all sides of this uh, of, the, of the baseball cycle, so to speak. So to, to to think that he's not a guy that that knows how to sustain success, I think that is a that's kind of a bad rap on him. And you know he knows baseball. He's uh, uh, I shouldn't say that he's necessarily an old school guy, but he certainly uh, he's going to add that element to the Phillies that I think that they've lacked over the last several years. 
um, of, of adding um, what I think and, 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 and valuing um, the art of the scout um, along with the analytics in, in a combination in a hybrid situation where I think that uh, you're going to make your best decisions that way. Um, moving on to some of the rules this season, we're back to 162. Hopefully it's safe enough. Um, hopefully it is. Uh, that would be a good thing because it's much, much different. A 60-game season, if it started and then it was over last year. It felt so quick. So it's good to get back to 162, hopefully. Uh, the um, seven-inning doubleheaders are staying. The runner on second base in extra innings is staying. Uh, but the National League DH, as of now, is not. Uh, and the same thing goes for expanded playoffs. You specifically asked Joe Girardi at last week's press conference how he's going to handle pitchers t- picking up a bat again after not for a year. What do you think of all the, the rules, the rules that are staying and the rules that aren't staying? Yeah, I think it was a difficult situation for the people in the National League because they really, um, the GMs, and, 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 and it will be for – for the managers to have to deal with having a, uh, a pitcher hit again. Uh, I was surprised that that was not, I know it's in something that's going to be negotiated in the next CBA, um, unfortunately, but, um, and that was probably the biggest reason why it uh, was not implemented this year. Um, but I think that, um, you know, I, I think that they're going to have to prepare. I think that the uh, each one of the coaching the, the coaching staff is going to have to prepare for you know allowing these pitchers to to do what they need to do is to bunt, maybe move, handle, be able to handle the bat. Um, they don't do it a lot during the course of of their growth, and they haven't had an opportunity to really build over the last, especially over the last year since there was no real minor league uh, system going on. I'm sure that they weren't doing a lot of work on bunting and hitting runs and handling the bat as far as the pitchers are concerned. So uh, it, it's going to be a little different. Um, and I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see how well prepared you will see that some of these games will be one loss by one game. And uh, it'll be interesting to see whether, you know, what pitchers and what teams are be prepared to be able to do that uh, and make a difference as far as uh, the DH versus the, the, the pitchers are concerned. Do you like that the seven inning double headers and the, and the uh, runner on second base is staying? Um, I, I don't love those, but I think that the, the, those are viable um, things to do to to I think to protect um, the players, and I think that's a that's a good thing. Um, you want your best players on the field, and you want to be able to, to them to be able to uh, to perform at the highest level. And I think that that is a good way for them to be able to to stay on the field and and for you know for games to be moved along, those extra inning games to be moved along a little bit faster. Um, I think that's a good thing. Um, whether or not it actually uh, induces uh, more situational hitting, that'll be a totally different story. <laughs> um, whether or not, you know, but it does create some intrigue as far as how, you know, certain managers will handle having a man on second base with nobody out. So um, that'll be an interesting part of the game. And I think um, anything that causes interest in the game and speeds up the game, I think that's a help. You have the unique perspective of being a player, of being a coach and an executive. You've been in all the different roles, so you've seen every point of view. I think the reason the players did not want expanded playoffs, or at least from what I'm reading, is that they're afraid that uh, GMs and owners aren't going to spend as much if more teams make the playoffs. I've always been a proponent for, for more teams in the playoffs because I think it gives t- more teams a chance. And when more teams have a chance, it makes the game more exciting. And it could ha- still happen. It ha- the expanded playoffs happened, I think, hours before the first pitch last season. So would you like to see the postseason expand beyond 10 again, or do you want to keep it at 10? 
You know, I wouldn't want to go much past 10. I think that maybe 12 at the mo- very most. Um, and, and I just think that, you know, the one game playoff, while interesting, I don't think it's a real fair depiction of being able to eliminate that one wild card, those wild card teams. Um, I'd like to see a three game series and the team with the better record to have, you know, all three of those games at their home at their home base. I think that that's the way to do it for me. That would be how I would handle it. Um, I don't mind expanding some of the playoffs. Um, what I am disappointed in is you just don't know what the unintended consequences are with some of these rules is whether, whether or not teams will actually try to win or whether, and, and make the effort to win or whether they'll continue just to, to be okay with just trying to contend and, and get to the playoffs and, instead of like getting through the playoffs. And so you just don't know what the, uh, the, the consequences will be of some of the, some of the different rules, but you know, well, the one thing that has disappointed me in the league is that you just see more and more teams not trying to improve to the point where they're actual contenders. And I understand that um, if you feel like you don't really have a chance, I just don't think it's fair to the fans to have a, uh, a lesser product when uh, there's an opportunity to be an improved product to really have people enjoy the games. I think it's safe to say the Phillies certainly tried to improve this offseason. Um, their payroll is still very high uh, compared to some concerns that it would not be very high going into this season. It is high, and we should recognize that. So, Ruben, it is early. It is only February 15th. There is still a long <laughs> way to go before, before opening day. Uh, and then hopefully, like I said, 162-game season. How do you think the Phillies are going to fare this year, and do you see them making the playoffs? I think that they're going to fare well. I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack in the National League East. It's the most competitive, I think, at least on paper, one of the most competitive, unless you want to talk about the NL West um, with regards to the Dodgers and and, and the uh, Padres. I just think it's going to be such a competitive um, division that they're going to knock each other off quite a bit. And it really comes down to uh, how well teams will be playing in their division and how they can handle uh, their division play. I mean, there was a time... And, you know, each team from year to year has, the, you know, the, another team's number. So it'll be interesting to see how they compete against each other. On paper, I mean, the, the, the Mets and the Atlanta Braves, for me, um, uh, are probably the elite teams in the league. You cannot count out Washington, particularly if Strasburg is back and healthy. You know, they put those three guys at the top of the rot- uh, rotation in, in uh, Strasburg and Corbin and um, – Brain on Scherzer, and and you're you're talking about you're talking about pretty darn elite uh, starting three, and then you look at the rotation with the Mets uh, having added Carrasco to uh, to a pretty darn good uh, group, and then Syndergaard gets back. Um, you're looking at Degrom, you know Syndergaard, uh, Stroman, Carrasco. That's a pretty darn good rotation there, and uh, and they have some depth as well. So. Uh, adding Lindor to that mix in the middle of their um, in the middle of their lineup as well, in the middle of their field. I mean, you have to believe that they're going to be a, uh, certainly a contender and possibly a, a favorite. But you know, the games are played. You know, you got to play the games on the field, and uh, and health is going to be health and depth and uh, the ability for teams to be able to stop the game at the back end is going to be critical for all of these teams. There's none of these teams really have like those lockdown bullpens. And uh, it'll, I think it'll really come down to which team can have a more, the most consistent bullpen uh, because the starting rotations can break apart pretty, pretty quickly. And, and there's not a lot of depth um, on any of these. So the top, top 
uh, guys in the rotations are all pretty good. But beyond that, it's going to be about, you know, the back end of their bullpen and the back end of their, uh, uh, of their starting rotations. And, and um, it'll, it should be a really competitive division. You mentioned, I think, four of the five teams. And then there's that one team, the Marlins, who did make the playoffs last year as the second-place team. And they could, they've been given the Phillies fits. So with the added bullpen pieces the Phillies have and, you know, you cross your fingers for good health, can the Phillies finally overcome the hump of the Miami Marlins this year because that, that, their <laughs> those losses have been critical to their playoff aspirations not coming, uh, you know, not coming into fruition for them in the past couple of seasons. Yeah, they certainly have to turn around the mojo uh, against the Marlins. And uh, you, you, you just have to play good, solid baseball. And you got to make sure that you win games that, that you should win, which means, for me, means that uh, if you have a lead going into the seventh or eighth inning, you got to win those ball games. And, and, uh, and uh, that was a, a mark that didn't happen very often for the Phillies last year. And it certainly has to happen this year for them to contend. Um, the Marlins are no pushover. That's a good ball club. And they have got good pitching. And, uh, and Don Mattingly has done a really good job yeah. of uh, getting blood from the stone there uh, and, and handling those guys. And you have to give those guys some credit. And they got some players coming. So it'll be interesting to see how this, uh, this all shapes out. Because, uh, again, I didn't mention the Marlins before, but they're – you know, they, they made the playoffs last year as well. So you have to knock them off as well. Should be fun. Should be fun. Hopefully everybody stays safe and everything is be able, everything can happen in 162 games on time and as scheduled. Ruben, it's always a pleasure. Look forward to chatting with you many times this season. I'll look forward to seeing your work on NBC Sports Philadelphia and hearing it on WIP. And it should be a fun year. Thanks for the time. I, I appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law